Not quite. It's it's one, two, three. It's four, quite a lot five, still. So much six. notes. Okay, but no, you don't write on every letter. Yeah, no, I'm double spaced. On the same like half pages. One of those pages just says, "Wow." <laughs> <laughs> Hi folks, and welcome to Wait for Catbus, a conversational podcast where five friends gather around the kitchen table to watch and review every single Studio Ghibli movie in chronological order. I'm your host, Ali, and today I'm joined by Eddie. Hi, it's me, Eddie. Mark. Howdy, folks. <laughs> and Abby. Hello. Thank you for a normal intro, Abby. You're welcome. That's what we needed. Um, today we are talking about Only Yesterday, uh, the fifth Studio Ghibli movie we've watched, and the fifth one they made. Because that's how <laughs> this works, and that's what chronological oh, order means. That's how time works. Well, they could have made it and not released it for ages, and rewatched it. it depends. Well, it's funny you say that. Yeah. Because yeah. the movie came out. The original movie came out in 1991, yeah. um, and they didn't um, commission a dub until 2016 mm-hmm. for like 25th anniversary, mm-hmm. um, which is the version, like all of them that we've been watching, the um, English dub. Yeah. So yeah. we're watching them in the order that they came out originally. But how did people feel about like? This dub, and maybe like this dub versus the other one. So we're getting quite into it now. And like, obviously, this was recorded two years ago, so it's quite mm. fresh. I liked the dub. Yeah, I thought the main two did a very good job. I love it, a dub. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> yeah? Stop the podcast. <laughs> I um didn't love the dub. I didn't love Daisy Ridley. I thought she's kind of like boring and not very emotional and it was all very like I don't know just like didn't really like I don't know I just thought it was a bit like it didn't really sound like Daisy Ridley no you saying they should remake the, they should do a fan remake yeah right? yes yes no. I have all the women out I, yeah I did <laughs> well and also like I she does this thing like she does it in Force Awakens as well she has like a slightly weird British act like I know she yeah. I know she's British and has a very like crisp accent but in Force Awakens a lot of her lines are delivered Delivered like this, with the most open mouth possible. And I feel like in this movie as well, it's very dry. Yeah, it feels like... Very pronounced. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a stage actor. Yeah. I think it's quite similar in Death Patel, actually. Like, I think I just liked it because it was actors. Even though I just said it, I didn't recognise it was her. But it was nice just kind of hearing bits of their familiar voices and stuff. Yeah. It felt a bit more like when they'd cast famous actors because they're famous actors rather than yeah. where they cast people because they suit the characters' voices like people yeah, like yeah. famously do. Yeah, because it felt like with Daisy Ridley's character even though actually I don't know how old Daisy Ridley is I think she's like similar age to us actually. Like yeah, 25. she is because she wasn't I read somewhere she wasn't alive when only yesterday came yeah. out and neither were we. Neither uh, yeah. I mean that's also yeah. true for the others, all the ones, yeah, because it's chronological. Yeah, I think she sounded a lot older than her character because I think the, the older, um, her, I think she was about 26, yeah, but she sounded a lot older, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was just like something was slightly off, 
when this media originally came out in Japan, they did like a thing they never ever do with animation, which is they recorded the lines before they animated the faces. So like in the original Japanese, like the like facial animations and the and the dialogue like are like perfectly synced, which like you don't get in anime even if you're watching it so it's like they always do like do illustrations first and then record the dialogue afterwards oh so they just have like the characters just opening their mouths like yes this. yeah yeah, yeah exactly pineapple. exactly yeah, yeah. pineapple pineapple because that's the way they do it with like Disney and stuff they do recording first and then they animate don't they yeah, yeah. and they like video the actors saying do you know cap and stuff yeah yeah, yeah it's films after this one do they start doing it like that. I think, uh, not as far as I can tell, like this was a really unique case in, like, in animation, in Japanese animation in general, where they, where they did it that way around. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, interesting. Um, so, shall we jump into the plot of the movie? Yes. And then I think, same as last time, like, I think we'll, stuff will come up as we, as we go. We do yeah. have a lot to say. Honestly. <laughs> do you have nine pages of notes again? Not quite. It's, it's one, two, it's four, quite a lot five, still. So much notes. Okay, but no, he doesn't write on every line. Yeah, no, I'm, 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 I'm double spaced. On the sum like half pages. One of those pages just says, "Wow." <laughs> <laughs> and one of the one of the lines is just Toshio is hot. So he is a little bit hot. I so yeah, I've got like some rough plot notes. I think the thing with this movie, like different, which is different to what we did with Kiki, where there's like so much happening. This is like. Sim- more similar to like Toy Story where there's really only like two or three things going on and it's just like a lot of like sitting on hillsides and talking about agriculture yeah. um making trees grow and stuff very Totoro oh, oh Abby Totoro would not match up because there was that big fluffy oh dear I fall asleep in that yeah, yeah you oh, missed it the return no. the subtitle of this movie is only yesterday semicolon the return of Totoro. The return of Totoro. The return of Totoro. 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 Okay, cool. So, yeah, I might need a little ha- little hand. The fast and the furious. <laughs> <laughs> Why not too fast, too furious? Totoro, fast. Totoro, Totoro drifts. Or just Totoro drift. Oh, Totoro drift. Oh. Totoro drift. Both work. Um, anyway, uh, we set here, like the present day part of the movie, um, Set in 1982. So like the movie opens with... <laughs> Not present day then. <laughs> well, like, yeah, okay, yeah. Um, movie's in, the movie opens, we're introduced to the character of Taiko. Um, mm-hmm. She's, like, mid-twenties. She's unmarried. She lives on her own. She's lived in, like, Tokyo her whole life. Um, and is kind of, like, uh, working, like, a pretty... Not dead-end job, but, like, you know, it's, like, a pretty standard office job. You know, getting, like, kind of specifics on, like, what she does. Um... And then, like, pretty immediately, I think we get, like, cuts back and forth from... Yeah, it does her... a lot of jumps, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, because when we were watching, like, because I think it might even open with her at, at the age of, like, six, and then it jumps yeah, to... sitting on that hill. With, I was very confused about what actually was going on. Yeah, um, I was I like, I don't know where we are, what time it is, <laughs> what, what's my name, I don't know, what's the name of this film? Um... Yeah, so we're introduced to her, like, pretty quickly, we established that, like, she's been saving up money to go on holiday... Um, she's like chatting to her mum or no chatting to her sister on the phone about like going to stay with her sister's husband's family um, in the countryside and yeah then we get these like really interesting like cuts back and forth like the whole movie is framed this way right there's kind of like narrative split between her in like fifth grade at school and then her in her mid-twenties um, I like really really like this structure I think it is like a bit confusing at first but I really like the the kind of like back and forth um, between the two pieces and the way that they do stuff. 
Um, I really like the way that uh, the like animation and stuff when it's set in the past is like yeah. kind of like fuzzy and blurry. Whitewash. Loads yeah. of whitewash. It's yeah. so cool. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. It looked like um, comic book panels. Yeah, it's like it's very it's like super like watercolor, isn't it? The whole, I mean, the whole film is like has a kind of watercolor vibe, but yeah, you get like almost like the border around each of the frames of animation is like whited out, and then you kind of get like just kind of like a fuzzy memory, I guess. It's yeah, the, like yeah. motif. But yeah, it's um, I think it works really, really well. And yeah. they kind of use the the flashbacks to talk about a different point of like her memories and her life. Yeah. So like she starts thinking about something as a twenty-seven year old or whatever. Yeah. And it's sort of, oh, that reminds me of this, and kind of starts with yeah, because it's, it's doesn't it have like a main like motif. Food. <laughs> Are we into? Fi- does it start with food as a motif? Well, it's all. I've got the second point. I've got is pineapple. Yeah, I've got that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Which brings us to foodio. Give me. <laughs> Maybe the. Uh, welcome to Foodio Give Me, a <laughs> food-based Foodio Give Me podcast based within a podcast around a kitchen table where yeah, four friends talk about the food in the Studio Give Me movies. Oh, it's so fast. So fast. <laughs> I love it. Um, talk so, about food, Ed. We've got that pineapple. Do you want to say something about the pineapple, Mark? Well, I've got it. Yeah, so they, they're like, when they're <laughs> going to, they're like, oh, they don't yeah. understand it, they get it, they don't have a clue what to do with it. And they're like, oh, it's the king of fruits. And they slice it up and then like, no one likes it and they give it all to yeah, I've got another bit about they all sit around the table and they eat that watermelon just like for dinner. Oh, yeah. Like, her childhood bit is set in like the 60s, right? Like, early 60s, post war Japan. They've never seen fruit like this before. They don't know, like we knew immediately after seeing it on screen, that's not a ripe pineapple. That's not what ripe pineapple looks like. And so when they bite into it, they're like, oh, it's really hard. They're like, well, yeah. Yeah, I said that to Abby when you fucked right up, didn't you? I don't eat it. Oh, <laughs> that's not the king of fruits. Is there a, is there other food? Is there other? There's a whole bit of stuff with food, which is... she gets like berated so much for like not eating certain food. Oh and, yeah, of like, course. She's got a bit of a relationship with food. Yeah, um, and there's the whole thing about not leaving more than one kind of food. Oh in play. yeah, and there's quite a lot of drama. And mm. I've got the line written down. Uh, you can only leave one thing, and then she drinks all that milk because the boy wants it. It's like, oh, will you drink my milk because I don't want to yeah, leave. Yeah, yeah. And then he like runs off, and then someone says, "That second bowl's a killer." <laughs> yeah, it's so good. <laughs> I really like um, a real portrait of what a real family is. But they're just like arguing about yeah, nothing. Like, like, like teenage sisters. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, daughter. Yeah. Yeah, because what happens is like in the in like twenty when we're with like mid twenties, Tycho. And she's like planning his holiday, and she's like, I want to go to the countryside. And her, and her sister is like, Why do you always want to go to the countryside? It's like, Why don't you get yourself a nice hotel? Like, da 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 da. And when we cut back to her as a child, she's like, basically, she, all of her friends are going away for some holidays to like fancy country, like, countryside places. Yeah. She doesn't really have anywhere to go. Um, and then she, she like convinces her mum and grandma to like let them go. And then the sisters are like, Oh, we want to go. Like, basically, they end up. The mom makes the sisters go with her as well, but then after they don't end up going with her. But I just like really like the that dynamic. I think is really like mm-hmm. it just felt very real. It kind of starts off like a film a bit like soap opery, doesn't it? Like it's just like a day in the life of Taika. Yeah. yeah, because then you get to see her at school. Yeah, and you've got the whole thing with like the like student council or whatever they whatever they. Oh are. yeah, and, like the contentious topics of like running in the hall. Oh, it's so good. Um, all of that stuff I think works so well for me like the slice yeah. of life like her at school stuff is so good you get a feel that like this young woman uh, is like a bit unsure of herself like 
uh, adults I guess. Yeah, yeah, she's like just thinking about her own life a lot, which I think is like happens to everyone when they get to like that mm. kind of quarter quarter life crisis stage. Like it's very apt. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I think we are. Now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sitting around this table with lots of people in their mid twenties, like this movie did feel like, oh yeah, what am I doing with my life? Yeah, and like things like that whole like of these experience like shaped you and between each scene like interspersing scene mm-hmm. and like how did that inform what then happens in her that like or informed the scene before yeah like, it's cool to like make those things even though sometimes they're not quite obvious other times they're really obvious they're like her yeah. relationship with boys or something but yeah and other times it's like oh okay so was that thing what did that cool. yeah yeah especially like um she gets on a train and then obviously she Arrives in the countryside, she's really excited. She gets to the station, she's expecting to meet uh, her brother's uh, brother in law's, like, brother, I guess, a, fam- a different family member, basically. Yeah. And then we get introduced to Dev Patel's character, um, Toshio. He, like, arrives, picks her up, and they have, like, this really funny interaction where, like, she's just such a joker. Like, he's in the station waiting for her, and she's like, oh, I thought you were going to mug me. And then he's like, I called your name. She's like, ooh. Like, <laughs> it's just like she's very awkward and right, very yeah. endearing at this point. <laughs> and something we can all relate to. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We are so awkward and so... Um, that, like, Ukrainian... No. Cool music. Yeah, it's folk music from... Um, Hungary? Yes. Hungarian folk Hungarian. music? Yeah. He's, like, very edgy. Very At this edgy. point in the movie, I was like, who the fuck is this hipster farmer? Where he's like, <laughs> oh, I've only been doing this for a few months, but, uh, you know, it's just cool organic farming, man. It's good back to our roots. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm down with it. I fuck with that. Oh, yeah. He kind of... Wa- yeah. he's, he, he wound me up. I like Toshio. Yeah, yeah I know, we know you do. I mean, he's hot. He's, like, semi-hot. Of all of the Ghibli movies so far, he's like the he's only a hot man that we've seen. Yeah. yeah, he's not one of the goofy dads or yeah. a child. Or yeah. a child. I mean, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Totoro. Oh, he's a bear. Get it. He's a bear. This is a different. This is a different podcast. Catverse can do. End up with um, Taika's family's like uh, brother-in-law's family's farm. Um, Are we and missing some of the sort of like more like detailed flashbacks that we have. From Do they have the bit where she was having her first period? That was like a whole long bit. Yeah, it was quite yeah. a long bit. Like, it was for the girls, well, first. Wasn't it? Yeah, and then um, she was like, I don't have the flu. No, uh, I do yeah, have the flu. But she didn't get it. Yeah, yeah, and then everyone was like, eh. really embarrassed, and her friend was like, you don't have to be. Yeah. I love that girl. Yeah, me too. Shout out to her. Me and Mark were saying, like, throughout that whole bit, like, um, that was one of those things like, like, this is not a Disney movie. Like, mm. for, for as much as people want to look back at certain Disney heroines and moments in Disney's history and be like, oh, this would, this might have been a strong female lead, or mm-hmm. you know, Disney have got so much better in the past 20 years. Like, this is a movie that came out in 1991 where it's like, oh, we're going to talk about, like, periods and puberty and, like, the experience of a young girl, like, yeah, yeah. very openly and very, like, it's just so refreshing to see. Like, in a, mm-hmm. it's not really a children's movie, so I, get, I like, I think yeah. that's the difference, maybe. But it's something really, like, really nice to see on screen again like similar to how Kiki was felt very like I don't know a refreshing portrayal of like an adolescence from a young girl's point of view this again was like yeah you just don't see it I think on screen ever um and yeah we get introduced to like her great her great like school friend mm-hmm. who like is like oh yeah like I developed I early, early and early yeah it's so cute <laughs> she was like really confident with it and yeah. if you were like a young girl watching that it would probably mean a lot because yeah. you'd be like, oh, maybe I'm going through something like that. Yeah, yeah. I feel like something. most people's mums were probably more like Typo's mum was like, yeah, not like the other girl who was like, yeah, my mum just said that this is the thing that we do yeah. and this is how it goes. And everyone yeah. else is like, Shh. Yeah, don't talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Speaking of Typo's mum, 
and just parents in general. Yeah. I mean, Ghibli likes to play with like either really good parental figures or yeah. just really crappy ones. Yeah. Like, I think it's an example of the latter because the mum is just so like she's just a bit mean, and the dad is yeah. just like so yeah. aloof. Yeah, the, da- the dad he hits her. Bad dad. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh yes. Oh yeah. He's so mean. Well, like he's like. Um, physically and emotionally abusive throughout this whole movie, right? Like, mm. he's, like, really abusive towards the mom in terms of, like, when they're eating and stuff, he's, he's just like, I'm done. Where's like, my dinner? Like, he's... Give me my dinner. Yeah, he's very, like... Um, yeah, like... Oh, very, cool. I'm reading the paper. Yeah, and there's, there's just, like... There's definitely, like, a level of emotional abuse going on there. Mm. Um, it's, the movie is so, like, light, I think, and, like, has a lot of, like, self-reflection. It's a lot about, like, you know, like, personal development and, and kind of, like, getting back in touch with, like, your emotions... And this bit, I don't really feel like it. Maybe like deliberately or not, like didn't didn't ever try and like grapple with or do anything. Where um, on back on the farm, uh, mid twenties, Tycho is like chatting to uh, one of the like teenage girls who's part of the family. Is that Tycho type two? Yeah, yeah, very much so. Right, and um, they have a conversation where she's like relaying, reminisced about when she was here, and she's like, at least. Your dad didn't do it once. At least you're not wondering. Yeah, why she's basically one, said, yeah. Bit, bit like, that's not the message to say to this this teenage girl. Like it's better to be hit multiple times than it is to be hit once. Like yeah. it, it felt a bit clunky and like given that this movie is so concerned with like um, giving agency to female characters and giving independence to female characters, to not at least try and grapple with that stuff a bit more felt slightly odd. I don't know. In certain areas, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, sort of left aside. Yeah, there was like a bit at the start, like going up the escalator, and she's like, and it was the age of the miniskirts. So oh yeah. We learned very quickly how to wear your miniskirt, oh, right? Yeah, holding yeah. her art like behind yeah. her, so no one could have missed it. I'm like, do we, do we need that? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. not a great place. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's odd. Certain bits that like lines just could have been cut, and yeah. you wouldn't yeah. have lost anything. Yeah. Um, I think this movie, like, in a very similar to way to uh, the things that Kiki's Delivery Service does thematically, like, is concerned with tradition and uh, kind of new ways of living and, like, independence versus being in relationships with your family and, like, in the way that, you know, Taika's mum might have been very different to her with a miniskirt versus Taika in the 80s. Like, there's a lot, I feel like, that this movie tries to... is saying a lot about, like, kind of multiple ways of living and, like, similar to... And a lot of what we get um, throughout kind of like the Ghibli movies, mm-hmm. that really comes to play when we get to like the countryside and we deal with like rural situations and rural communities and like farming and, you know, the way the world is now versus the way the world was maybe before the war or kind of lots of things are said there, especially from like Toshio's point of view of like going back to like an old school way of farming and is that better than modern farming and like is Taiko moving to the countryside and like kind of going you know, moving away from the city and the high flying yeah. job, is that better or worse for her? Like, there's a lot there, I think, in terms of, like, a, a back and forth. It's like um, Taika's trying to find a place in the world that also doesn't know its place. Like, the world yeah. is still changing after everything that happened, especially in Japan. Yeah. And she's trying to learn her way. And it was, like, sort of linking to that is really interesting when they're picking, I can't remember the flower. Safflower. Safflower. Because I kept thinking they're saying Samphire, but that's, that's something else entirely. Yeah. Yeah, so the quote that I got from... I think it was either Toshio or the um, or one of the mums or the grand um, the her Toshio's granny 
um, was saying the woman who picked the flower can never afford the rouge that comes from it. Oh, yeah. And I thought that, that yeah, was definitely. the times. And... Yeah, and there's a lot there, I think. Um, we get introduced to, like, obviously, Taiko was a young girl, Taiko in her mid-twenties, a teenage girl on the farm, uh, and this kind of, like, cultural memory of the kind of, like, peasant girls that used to work until the fields. Mm. And, like, there's a lot of kind of contemplation done around, like, maybe what, like, A, like, what the role of women is, but also, like, it, those four kind of figures allow Taiko to kind of like think back and forth about the kind of person she wants to be. Like she spends a lot of time thinking about um, the, the kind of the old peasant girls and like how they used to live. And, and it's just really interesting. Like it's such a, like it's this movie is like nighttime. This movie is like Taiko just kind of like thinking to herself and like remembering and then telling, you know what I mean? Like that's what this whole kind of the whole plot is. Um, yeah. It becomes this really interesting kind of contemplation of like what it means to be in your mid twenties and, kind of at a crossroads in your life and, you know, where you should go and what you should do. Um, I thought it was um, cool as well because for a lot of these films, because we're seeing the sort of young kids and their adventures, like, especially Kiki's Delivery Service, it was, like, very much coming-of-age story. So it was nice seeing that partly through the flashbacks, but then also what comes up yeah. after that. Like, yes, it's still a coming-of-age story, but it's almost like the realistic side of it. Like, yeah. actually, it's not that clear what people do with their lives. It's not just like a... I'm going to follow my broom and, um, follow my broom. Follow my broom. And we're called, like, we're kind of like 15 years on from the Kiki story, aren't we? And like, yeah. Yeah, because like, you don't actually come of age over a few months. Yeah, it's exactly. It's not one moment. And yeah. That's the, yeah. Like yeah, that. and, and there's I a, agree. And there's a lot, there's a lot there about like, um, I mean, there's like some very like big old metaphors around like, um, it's spring and the plants are growing and we should farm the plants and like oh the trees are blossoming and there's a lot of like okay we get it and then <laughs> and the stuff and the stuff around just to get a lot of stuff around uh, Tycho's family like obviously the pressure on her to get married <coughs> and that stuff comes through like obviously like almost immediately when um, she's on the phone to her sister she's like mum wants to know when you're getting married like when are you going to find a man da, 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 da. yeah and it's good because she does I, if I remember correctly she doesn't play it off as in like oh I don't know time will come she's like what, why is it the problem that I'm single. Yeah. And I'm like, get it, girl. <laughs> There's that really weird bit where the farming couple are like, oh yeah, she can just get married to things. To Toshio, yeah, 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 immediately. She's, just, she's like, like having this big chat about her. She's just sat there, like, yeah. getting more and more miserable. Yeah. It's the, um, then, the granite, isn't it? Yeah, and they're just like, wow, actually, you could just marry him. And she'll have a great life here. And then you get married. And, and then just talk about it for ages. And then she runs off and cries. Yeah, yeah it's weird. She does have family that are like, you should get married. And this movie ends with her going back to the farm to live on the farm and like be with Toshio, which it feels like a... I thought it was more earned than you'd see in some stories. Yeah. I thought it was a scene where um, I think it must be Toshio's um, nan and his parents. So she, the nan starts to just, you're right, just, they just talk about it. She's not there. Yeah. But I feel like it's more earned than some other fairy tales or, or stories that are similar to this that we see. Yeah, definitely. Like I'm rude for them. Does anyone have any other thoughts about like specific flashbacks that they want to kind of like touch on? Um, Goodness. People who can divide fractions right away understand life right away. Oh, yeah! Very good thing. You probably love that. Oh my god, I got my rocks off watching that. (laughs) To be honest, when they did the maths bit, I didn't understand it. I didn't understand it when they were flipping it up. I'm like, oh yeah, that is what you do. So my master degree really did. What does she say? Down. Because in in the like childhood, Tycho is like trying to divide like a apple, isn't she? And she's like, take a yeah. quarter of the apple and you divide it by three, and then you have three 
Yeah. She's just getting all sorts of confused. She doesn't understand. Why, why you... does it come up in for, with adults I go? So that's what I'm, that, I think there's loads of bits. Well, it, it ends up with her walking in on her mum talking to her sister and the mum's like, she's not a normal girl. Oh, yeah. That feeds into a lot of her being yeah. an adult. I think that is like a big, like that's the big bit. Because she's like, I'm doing really well at these other subjects. And the mum is just like, you're not doing well at maths though. Yeah. It's interesting. It's so it, harsh. It leads to her wanting to be like this little actress and she like gets picked oh, up. Oh yeah. yeah. I watched this film like three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you remember it. You didn't even have any bloody I notes. Didn't write any notes. Yeah. I just yeah. can remember like when things, I, yeah, I remember yeah, the scene but not when, yeah. it, when it happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah that one, one bit as like villager and she's oh, like, yeah, so oh, good. I want to, um, oh. I want to, um, Ad lib and the teacher's like stick to the script. She's like, so I ad libbed with my face. <laughs> yeah, and it's just she's so cute. And then she gets like picked up. Yeah. She's like, well, she doesn't because her horrible oh. dad's like, no, she won't. Yeah, that's so oh, weird. Um, but yeah, the, the polite man comes to the door. I have a note about him, which is that his look is good. He has like <laughs> a, a big long trench coat and like long hair, yeah, and it's like, you hair. sir are an actor. <laughs> a thespian, if you yeah, is a very good look. Yeah, like that's a moment where like again, the like the thing for her entire life has been like everyone telling her she can't do things. Yeah, right. Like she's not good enough at maths. She's not good enough to be an actress. She she needs to be married. She can't live on her own. Like. All these things are people telling her, like, what she should do and what she shouldn't do and where she should go. Yeah. Um, and so she, like, pushes back on all of it, which I think is a really, really good, like, positive. Yeah. I think it's, um, it's good as well, because obviously not everybody experiences being told they can't do stuff, but we all can relate to going through life and being like, I can be this, I can be that, like, and you go through so many different variations of what you mm. I wanted to be a writer, I wanted to be this, I wanted to be that, and now I work in HR. So... <laughs> Now you're a podcaster. Now I'm a, a famous podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. I liked the moment. Can, can we do favourite moments? Yeah, if let's we talk, yeah, done them? yeah, let's do some favourite um, moments. Because I really liked, I can't remember what she was thinking about when she was like just on bed on her own and then she's like just starts laughing and having a great memory. That's what happens. Oh, yeah, it's an it's awkward so interaction. Oh, there's like the three, there's the three girls that like run into her classroom in the first bag. I wrote this down. I wrote it. I wrote, I wrote it. it. They, they walk written. in like unison. Yeah. Oh my god, it's so legs, good. Like, this. It's Everyone so on good. the podcast, they're like this. <laughs> it's like um, me girls, isn't it? Just like Yeah, me. it's yeah. so good. Um, yeah, and they come in there like, oh, Sando fancies you and then that becomes like a she's big like, thing. Oh. Um, and then yeah she's like walking home after he's like right. really good at baseball <gasps> there's a baseball scene I love the baseball scene I was like oh I don't know if there's going to be sports in this, in this anime it was good I'm going to sound like you're really into sports well just like you love sports. I love a good sports <laughs> I love a good sports anime anyway um, the yeah he he like <gasps> comes home with her yeah. and they meet in the street and like he's like what do you prefer cold or whether it's sunny or cloudy. Yeah. yeah, and then she's like, cloudy? And then they stare at each other, and then he, he's like, me too! And then, like, runs away. <laughs> and then she, like... Good move. Mid- yeah. <laughs> Classic. Wow. Mid-20s Psycho is just, like, pissing herself, remembering the time that a boy said to her, cloudy or sunny? No, it's very good. It is like really it. good. I like that we're remembering this film in the same way that the film came across. Yeah. Film. <laughs> like, I'm glad this is the film where we just don't remember anything. Yeah. We're just, just like, oh, and there was a memory I had. It's weird that there's so much like whitewashing going on. <laughs> yeah, I was going to mention that. And I was going to have this me. Um, what I did like was um, the bits where it like broke with the realism because obviously it's, it's a, a natural story. Like it, it actually, you no know, magical and all yeah. that stuff like the other films we've seen. 
Um, but the bits where like she's floating on air, I think it's just after that bit where she meets oh, the boy yeah. and she just she floats, floats in the sky. Yeah. And yeah. it's just like weird little like cutaways as well. So yeah. like one time they're talking about um, like trainers or sports design and they mention Puma and the Puma logo just pops yeah, up. Yeah, and it's yeah. just like really like yeah. cool and just like a different way of displaying things. I think the animation here is again like unsurprisingly it's, a, it's beautiful. Like it's a beautifully drawn film. Um, thing I noted which is like Really, really minor, not important. Um, this is the first movie that we get cityscapes in of Ghibli films. Like in none of the other movies that we get, um, oh, like modern cities, like what a modern city looks like through their lens. Oh. And like it's it's only that only like it's a bit basic when she's like leaving, getting on the train mm. in her mid twenties, um, and like you see her walk, and there's a couple of like cars going past. It's like I was just like, oh, that's cool. Like we haven't seen this. We haven't seen them do this at yeah, all she yet. Was in this like faux fantasy, yeah, or just like in the countryside, yeah, in the countryside, right, like. Or burning. Um, I'll tell you what, one of the <laughs> moments that I didn't enjoy was when they were on that chairlift. Oh, yeah, you, you were freaking out. Look, it was a single-person chairlift with no railings, and for from experience, me and my friend were on a chairlift once, and we didn't realise it was railings, <laughs> and for about five minutes we were going up and being like, this is very dangerous. <laughs> and then we looked back at our two friends who were behind us, who were like the most irresponsible boys ever, and we saw they had pulled their railing down and we actually had to take health and safety advice from them. So from that experience, I was very stressed for them. I it did remind me, I've been on, when I went, I went skiing in Bulgaria like 10 years ago and when I was there, they had like, just like, here's a pole with a bench and you just sort of the bench and hold on and hope you don't like fall off into the mountain. Oh God, it's stressful. I That's... a lot of true crime podcasts about people dying and not being found for ages oh, and those nice. things. So... Oh, that was me! <laughs> you died! <laughs> I'm still looking for you! <laughs> Yeah, sorry, that was just my um, my rogue references. Though. Like, again, like, we've seen it a lot in these films, and, like, we talked in the past about, like, um, the way these movies explore differences between, like, um, cities and rural areas and what community means for, like, people in small towns versus um, bigger towns. Um, I, I was really I- I- interested and, like, drawn in by the way that this movie, and I guess I think it's, it's Takahata, because this is, it's the second Takahata film we've seen after Grave, um, he, like, really wants to dig into, like, labour and um, farming methods and agriculture and what what agriculture over time looks like and what food production... I think it's so, like... He's so drawn into, like, from the conversations that Tosho has about um, modern, like, modern farming methods versus harking back to, like, organic things and, mm. you know, the amount of labour that's required to, like, pull weeds up versus weed killer, like, stuff around that. And then, like we said... Where Tycho's fascination with what it was like to be a peasant girl working on the farms, like this movie is like actually really interested in engaging with what like kind of like different methods of work and labour mean to people and the level of satisfaction people can get from them. Mm-hmm. Like the reason Tycho's like wants to be in the countryside and work on a farm is because she's not feeling fulfilled in her like life behind a desk in Tokyo. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought it was really like it's like there are shots of farming equipment. There are like. There's like there's affection for not just like pretty landscapes and pretty countrysides, but affection for like farming and what it means to make a living off the countryside, um, which comes to a head in a really like something that struck me as like a super fascinating like statement from Toshio. I'm going to try and find it super quickly in my notes. But basically, they're like they're together on a hill, as lots of people are in these films. Dressed in the same outfit at one point. I'm going to so cute. Are they supposed really to be cute. eating a sandwich with half an egg in it? Are they? No, they're not. Oh, <laughs> imagine, imagine. Imagine. Shared universe. <laughs> but <laughs> the, you said it, that um, 
makes you want to wear high waisted jeans. It's very their whole fashion. When I was watching it, like the like eighties fashion, I'm like, oh yeah, this is what people wear now. Yeah, like, everyone I know wears these jeans. Taiko, yeah. I've got that. To- Toshio's fashion is great, and um, Taiko is woke. She's a bit woke. She's quite woke. Yeah. Although both of them are quite woke. They're woke for when yeah. they want to be. Like yeah, I'll, 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 like I, if pushed the wrong way, could like drag Taiko. Like I don't. I don't think she's really. I think she's like really like. Friendly and happy and nice and has the best intentions. She's um, a very good drag. I don't. <laughs> I don't think she has any perception about what hardship and work yeah. and real life means. Like um, she can do math. <laughs> but I think she like she spends her whole time on the farm. Like thinking, I don't know. There's something about her which is a little bit like yeah, but not even idealistic. Like self pitying. Like, like, yeah, a lack of understanding about like when she's. Oh, wouldn't it have been? What would it have been like to be a farm girl as a peasant in the nineteenth century? Like, not good. Like, I don't know. There's something about it which I'm just a bit, kind of, slightly irritated me. Are you just comparing it to Grave of the Fireflies? (laughs) They're not suffering as much as them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The thing that I wanted to say was there's a a, what struck me as like a really fascinating moment um, when Taiko and Toshio are like looking out across the fields in the countryside, um, and and Toshio says. People from people come from the city to the countryside, see all this, and think that's nature. Um, but everything here was shaped by men. Um, this is farmland. Mm, we yeah. built this. Those forests we planted. These this stream we took. Like all of this stuff was developed by us to farm. Everything is such a fascinating flip on the normal comparison we get in these films, which is like, oh, the natural world is this kind of fantastical thing separated and from mankind, better. and it's better because of that distance. Yeah. And Toshio's whole outlook is like, no right way is like this kind of like harmonious balance where we kind of like manage each other. It just struck me as a very like, mm-hmm. and considering that the aesthetics of these movies for us are like, oh, look at these pretty countryside. It's so natural and lovely. <laughs> and like, here's a character that's like, no, 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 no. What you're seeing is not the natural world of its purest day. You're seeing like something yeah. that man has made. Um, does he say that outright? Yeah, yeah he does. Literally he says, says that that river you see, we made that. Those that forest we yeah. planted that. These he is more woke. Yeah, he kind of like he's hot and he's hot and woke. He's woke. Sign me up. <laughs> 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 yeah, because um, it felt like the film because that was very much like the 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 comment that he wanted to make at the end of the film. Whereas there was lots of comments, and I think the way that the film suffered for me was it had a lot to say, but it didn't really. Land all of Land them. Land on all of them. And and it was a bit busy. Yeah, and yeah. a lot of the stuff it wanted to say, it just said, as yes. opposed to yeah. just showed you what yeah. it was trying to do. Yeah. Like that bit, and like with the woman being like, we're really poor, and we can't afford the things that we're making. Like, yeah. you could have driven that home. Yeah, you, didn't you could have driven just that point to... home better over yeah. half an hour than just having her just say stuff. Yeah, and it yeah. Did, it yeah. I, I do think... Considering how much is packed in as well, like this movie does feel long, and it's two hours. It's two hours again, similar to. I it doesn't feel as long as Laputa, the longest movie ever made, <laughs> um, but it does feel like. And again, because it doesn't have a, it has a very like non traditional plot structure. It's yeah. basically one thing. Like there's not but, a lot of because of the flashbacks. Really like, for me, it didn't feel. It felt very busy, but it didn't feel too long because it yeah. was like two separate stories almost. But yeah, I get what you mean. I didn't I, I liked it. I thought it was good. Yeah. I thought the ending, the way they did the ending, which is like a classic thing I'm noticing from the last five, sort of four films we've watched, is using the credit scenes to actually wrap up the film. Yeah. Which is not something I'm used to. Yeah. Whereas it's like, we get to the crescendo moment where it's just like. And that's the end of the movie. But then, no, no, but then like, 
actually there's a lot more plot afterwards yeah. and we're going to show it during the credits it's like a very elongated post-credit scene yeah. but it's still quite important yeah. to resolve everything yeah but are they just doing that for the people that want that maybe probably just to be like and here's all your loose ends tied up yeah. whereas they're mm. probably the the people that write the script of the film are done at that point. Are done. Yeah. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. that's how we end it. Yeah. That's the story we wanted to tell. We don't want to tell you about how, why, oh, if the mum in Kiki is, like, happy to hear from her daughter, like, yeah, that's yeah, not yeah. the point of the story. Yeah. But someone else. Interesting, like, the way, you're totally right, it's, it's all of these movies end, they, like, end at the peak. Like, the thing happens that the end of the movie is building to, and that is the final scene. There is no, like, um... Kind of like exhale and recuperation moment. Yeah. It's like there's no return home. Yeah, like yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, like Kiki um, rescues Thingy from the blimp. Uh, like they they go see the mom in the hospital in Totoro. Like it's just like, and that's the end of the movie. Yeah. Like there's, there's no, no Harry and friends waving at Hagrid on the platform. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. All the hobbits hanging out of the pub. Actually, the Did people like like the end of the movie in general? I don't, I don't remember it. What don't was remember. it? Um, so she, <laughs> so they have the weird conversation where the grandparents are like. You could marry uh, Toshio, and they're like, "Oh, that's quite a good oh, idea." Yeah, yeah. And then some guy that we've known, they like have a group conversation while she's in the room about how she could marry the guy. She runs away, um, and she is just like walking in the rain on her own. Is that right? And then we have the like the final flashback, which is um, about like the poor. There was like a kid at school who was really poor, oh, who like had yes. sticky hands and smelled and wanted to shake everyone's hands, and he didn't want to shake her hand. And like, by yeah, which it, that was the moment where I was like, you have like as a level of empathy which you're not giving me at this moment. Like, but I feel like she does though because at the end she realized, well, maybe she missed it for the last fifteen years, but she actually realized she's like, maybe I'm not as nice as I thought I was yeah. as a kid, which I thought was really interesting because that's not an easy thing to admit. Yeah. So to her to be like, actually, she has this like epiphany that life isn't easy or life isn't yeah. black and white. I can see that. I can see that. Um, and then Tosho picks her up. In the car, in the rain, he's like, what's wrong? She's not going to tell him. And they kind of like have this half conversation. She recounts the tale of the kid mm. who was, um, uh, like, who's poor. And, who, and he's like, oh, maybe he liked you. And that's why he didn't do it. Um, and he's like, trust me, like, uh, basically, like, with it a wink and a nod. like Girls are always blind to the love of boys. As he sits in the car with her, like. Which I just translated as treating me. <laughs> <laughs> also, like, he wants to fuck you. Is the the, oh. the the crux of that conversation? It, just, it feels very like, but I I thought it was sweet. Um, and then and that's kind of it, right? Like they go back home. She leaves the day after, and then oh yeah, of course it's the train. Yeah, and on the, on the train back, which is like the very end of the movie, she gets on the train. She's leaving. It's almost the end, and then this is the bit with the credits rolling, isn't it? No, maybe you're right. Maybe the credits. I think maybe. that's what I'm talking about because I feel like the film ends with her leaving, and then she's the credits are rolling. She's like actually. And all the kids, all the kids are on the like. She's like hallucinating yes. all the kids being on the train, which I thought was very sweet because then like they're like dragging they're like her crawling, off the train, they're crawling through the window, and then yeah. that's actually something quite terrifying. And then she gets like, the oh. <laughs> <laughs> tongue popping. Oh, no. <laughs> um, and then they like run after the car, and I thought that was actually a really sweet way to end it. Yeah, they like stop the bus in the middle of the street. Again, very like blurs the line between like. What's real and what's not real, like, yeah, it was really no, nice. Definitely. Not real, yes, I get it. Um, and then... <laughs> it's not time travelling, school children, Ali. I'd watch that movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then her and Toshio, like, embrace, and it's implied that, you know, they're going to, like, maybe live happily ever after, <laughs> oh, and that yeah. too. And then the post credit scene is them banging. <laughs>
I didn't see that bit. The whole credits. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Weird. I, I came out of the movie being like, oh, I really like that. And actually, like, vocalising some of the stuff, I'm like, actually, there's bits I really liked. Structurally, I thought it was cool, but it didn't necessarily find its way. Find its way. Um, I'll tell you what I did find, though. A really, This is Mark Rogue. Rogue's reference corner. Rogue's reference. Rogue's reference corner. I'm going to think of a name for that bit. <laughs> um, the song that they used... Throughout the oh no, it, it wasn't actually lyrics, was it? It was just like um, the instrumental. Version. No, it was, a Japanese, it was a Japanese cover. Oh, it was a Japanese cover, yeah, um, of a song called "The Rose," which I was like, I recognise this. I recognise the melody, obviously not the words because it's in Japanese. Um, so it's a song that's like in just like a classic songbook where like everybody has sung it. I think everyone has done a cover and of the song. The, the, the version I um, recognise is Westlife. Westlife right. classic. You know classic. Some say love oh. it is oh. a river. And then I looked it up and um Bet Midler's also done it. So oh. me and Ali sat and listened to like three different versions <laughs> of the song after the movie. <laughs> Before we wrap up the podcast, uh we have a new tradition which is a ranking I feel like last time we talked so we said ranking in the grannies, and then some people were like, Well, you don't know they're grannies, they're just slightly older women. So but for the sake of good puns, we're gonna rank them in order. On our grand national chart, Abby. Yeah. Do you have the ranking? I have the ranking. Shall, we, shall I run us through the current rankings? The yeah. grandstands. Um, do you want to maybe want to maybe want to talk us through the new grands? In yeah. terms of, I think there's like one, two. There's two, two new grands. I remember we keep forgetting about one of them spills the tea. And one of them says, you should marry each other. You don't know each other, but you're both But young. get married. Yeah. And mm. just drops a cup of tea on table. She's that blood. Yeah. <laughs> um... So the current stand, the current grandstand, grand national grandstands are uh, from worst to best grand. Um, I've got written down horrible accident and Berta from Kiki's Delivery Service. Is that number oh, one? Yeah. That's bottom. Oh, then we've got Miss Dora. Uh, then we've got. You need to write the films for this. One. No, it's funny this way. We've got Granny, who I think is from Totoro. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. can't just write Granny. And then we've got uh, Dola, obviously the best of all the grands. Yeah. Yeah. So what are, the, what are the two new grands? Two new grands. We've got Tycho's actual grandma and then the old lady on the farm. Yeah, those are the two. I don't think... Are we ranking them together? I feel like because we ranked Horrible, ac- Horrible Accident and Bertha together, yeah. we should rank... They're not... I don't think they're worthy of being ranked separately. I think they could... Yeah, yeah rank them together yeah. and put them at the bottom. Yeah, they're at the bottom. Sorry, granny. You're going to the bottom of the pile. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you sound like someone who's said that many times? <laughs> <laughs> like a practice. Yo, don't come, to, don't come to Christmas at my house. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, granny. <laughs> um, you go to the bottom of the pile. <laughs> Eddie, take me through uh, the new the food they give me ranking. Do you want right. me to run you through? Give me ranking. Do you want me to do it so far? Yeah, do it so far. All right, so far. No, do it, it for five weeks in the future, please. Are you stupid? <laughs> go from so far. <laughs> All right, we've got. At the bottom of the pile, Grave of the Fireflies. Yeah. 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 No Uh, need to cover that again. (laughs) Famously. Then we've got Totoro, which there's acorns. Acorns and a bento box. And a bento box. And that is the bento box. And I think that's really it. Kiki's delivery service, which had bread, good bread, Mm. that cake, weird fish pie, bad. bad. Oh yeah, had like mango and. Yeah. There's quite a, a hearty amount of food in Kiki's delivery mm. service, but it doesn't. You did be... like food art, the bread with the yeah. I re- yes. I think it's a game of two halves at the moment. It's those two at the bottom. Yeah. And, yeah. and then 
with number one <laughs> is Laputa. And, and was that, that was because of the scene with Dona and the, and like the meat and stuff. Not she the made weird. that big old stew. Yeah, she made the big old stew and the egg bread. Egg on, egg on bread. Egg I remember her like bread. eating a whole ham. Yeah, yeah not that bit where she just like drags up the egg bread. Very strong so, uh, does anyone else have opinions? Does it matter? No. Metal. Bowl of milk. Bowl of milk. Don't Two eat the food. Don't, yeah, don't leave That's more than one piece of food. Then there was eat a melon for dinner and some apples. Oh, I really, the I'm, pineapple didn't really satisfy me. Yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. why it's place third. Yeah. Like yeah. 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 I'm with you. I'm with you. All right, then. Only yesterday. Number three number on the three. Fudo Give Me Official Ranking. Yeah. I'm sure you going to be moving to the food for the so at the end of each po- at the end of each episode of uh, the Cat Bus, we are ranking every single Shooter Ghibli movie um, to kind of I guess pinpoint our favourites and the ones we thought oh this could have been better. Yeah. Um, the current rankings from I don't want to say worst but worst to best least best stand at most fourth. Uh, <laughs> in number four, Laputa Castle in the Sky. Yeah. Uh, number three, Grave of the Fireflies. Mm-hmm. Number two, My Neighbor Totoro. And number one, the contentious one. Kiki's delivery service. In contentious, we just surprised how easily we were swayed. Yeah. <laughs> so does anyone have any like immediate thoughts, hot takes, feelings about where they want to rank this movie? I don't know where this is going to go. Yeah, so do I. Yeah. I but... don't, but it's definitely not going to follow the, the trend that we've yeah. had where it's, it's not chronological. What I think is um, good is that it's a critic's favourite, 100% Rotten Tomatoes score. Oh, wow. Yeah. Maybe this film's good, actually. But I can tell you, it's not going to be tough for us. No, mm. I I'm gonna say um, below Grave of the Fireflies. Oh, mm-hmm. Eddie, so I feel the oh. same. Yeah, I was going above Grave of the Fireflies. So I I hate I, I can I, I, hate, I hate war. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's quite awful. Take hate war so much. <laughs> I bloody love it. Um, I can I I can see that. Like I prefer it to Lapita. I feel like Lapita is going to get shat on this whole podcast. Yeah. It was just so long. It was just long, so long and like, it was rambling. But I think, and also everything it did, all the other films have done better. Yeah, exactly. This yeah. hasn't it tried to do the same start. thing. It's good stuff. Yeah. But yeah, it's just like, it was a learning curve. Just like probably our first podcast episode was the worst. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, we laugh as Ali, Ali edits this one and realizes, oh no, this is so bad. <laughs> They're all bad. <laughs> um, I, the really hard thing about like, it's, it's funny that both, I think both, like, Takahata movies are, are like, they've already put them next to each other, like, Grave yeah. and this. Mm. They're both very, very different, right? Like, yeah. this is definitely not a kid's movie, I don't think. No. Um, it's written in a very different way. I think it's, like, stylistically really interesting. Like, na- like the way the narrative is structured is very different to the other ones we've seen. It has, like, actual visual, like, has things going on within the anime, in the animation that are beyond, more than just, like, this is a beautiful landscape. Like, it actually yeah. does tries to do something thematic with the way that it um, is, like, drawn and illustrated in terms of, like, whiting out the borders and stuff. Um, I kind of want to put it above Grave. See, I, I think with me, it was, like, with Grave and this, I enjoyed elements of both of them, but Grave the Fireflies, like, it meant more to me. Mm-hmm. Watching yeah. it, like, it, I connected with it more emotionally. Um, and I just cared about it a bit more. Yeah, maybe Grave of the Fireflies is a more. And Grave of the Fireflies has stuck with me. Like, yeah. I do think about it quite a lot. Yeah, maybe it's a more important movie. That's that feels like a... that's, that's maybe that's not the, maybe that's not how we rank it because it's whether we enjoyed it more. I suppose. Well, well I suppose, I suppose we're lots of things. Yeah. Are we at the moment 
we're saying below brave and neutral saying above brave. Yeah. Is that yeah. where we're standing? Yeah. But I don't really think I have a, a strong argument to sway. I'm happy to relinquish. Yeah, I think I am too. I think for I think this is not the hill I want to die on. I think there might be like things further down the line where I can be like, hey, remember that time that I let you put yeah. only a step of grave? Oh, we shall not be held by petty um, yeah. alliances. Well, you will. I like that we, we really argued our case by sitting quietly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we talked ourselves that You guys did just relinquish that very easily. Yeah, well. so. Okay, so in that case, the new final rankings of the Studio Ghibli movies. <laughs> The new final rankings stand at in, in number five, Lapito Castle in the Sky. <laughs> number four, Only Yesterday. <laughs> number three, Grave of the Fireflies. Number two, My Neighbor Totoro. Uh, number one, still the crowning champion. Kiki's delivery service. A terrible accident. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so... Uh, what have we got next week? That's it for any yesterday. So, there's a conversation to be had off mic, I think, oh. about what we do over the next few movies. We've got, I think next is Porco Rosso. I think quite a different movie in terms of like what's going on in it. As the, have you guys seen Porco Rosso? It's about a, uh, a pilot that flies a warplane and has a love affair. And the catch is, he's a pig. He's a man that's also a pig. He's a pig man. Spoiler alert. That's, I mean, that's... A little... You asked. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, until that moment, until uh, you next hear from us, uh, this has been Waiting for Cat Person. Abby, is, is, what, what, is something going on? Okay, got bus to catch. Is that what I say? <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. think so. Bye. Bye, bye, bye. <laughs>